Welcome to the Rise to the Challenge podcast. Joining me today, he's a former NHL player and podcast host. It's Nate Prosser. How are you doing today, Nate? I'm great. I'm great, Alex. Thanks for having me on. We're so excited to have you on the show to talk about your rise to the challenge. What we like to do with all of our guests is go right to the beginning. Talk about where you're from and what you like doing growing up. Um, from Elk River, Minnesota. Um, kind of born and raised in Minnesota. I was just a uh athlete. I loved being outside. My my parent my parents basically locked us out of the house and um and, and just said, Hey, you're not coming back in until the sun's down for dinner. And um just a ton of kids on our street that um in Minnesota it's it's basically like Canada where every kid on the street plays hockey and it's uh street hockey in the summers and it's uh, outdoor rinks in the winters but we did a lot of other stuff i mean we you know got dodgeball games together and kickball and played football and baseball and um just i i just i was just kind of a sports fanatic and um did a, did them all so um elk river is a good blue collar small town just just outside the twin cities that uh really was centered around hockey and an older brother that's three years older than me and a dad that both played. So um, I was kind of just in my, in my blood that I was going to be a hockey player and started skating at probably as soon as I could walk at age two. So um, it was, it was just in, in my genes. With growing up in Minnesota, cold weather all around being outside, did that ever play effect with the sports that you played? Um. I mean, like I said, hockey was uh, such a big sport in Minnesota. I mean, even today, like we're in Plymouth. We live in Plymouth now. It's the Wyzetta program. And like like every kid I see has a hockey sweatshirt on for a different team or a different tournament. Um, But I I love doing all sports. I loved uh, as soon as the the winter was over, I loved getting the baseball bat out in the the baseball glove and spitting sunflower seeds in the outfield. And then – once that was over, the leaves started changing colors, and I love tackling people in the fall, and uh, you know just being physical in football. And then uh, the, the snow would start falling again, and it, it just kind of rejuvenated me for another hockey season. And um, I think that was kind of the, the the key to growing up is a, to, to just to be a multi sport athlete that um, just kind of all around could you know play play all sports, not just you know sp- specifically hockey. Do you feel playing sports at a young age, starting at that age, helped with growing like team skills, team bonding, kind of those certain skills that you would need as you gotten older and then eventually in your career? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, there's so much to learn in team sports. Um, I mean, accountability is one. I, I, honestly, I don't think I've been late for anything in my life just because of like being on a team. Just, I don't know, you, you need to be to a certain arena at this time. You need to you know, be here for, for this kind of this time for this meeting. Um, and I don't know, it's just kind of just been inbreded into me that, you know, I'm never going to be late for anything. I was always so afraid of it, I guess. And um, I mean, there's so many other key things. I mean, you, you have to learn how to be a good teammate. Um, and that, that, that um, stuck with me all the way. I, I was able to be a, um, just a positive light in my locker room. And as I got into pro hockey and um, just, you know, try to be a glue guy. And I think you, you learn that at a young age that, um, hockey's going to come and go, and it's kind of the the relationships you build in the locker room that are really going to last forever. And uh, I learned that at a young age. And um, you know, then you got to win, learn how to win as a team and lose as a team. And uh, that's why team sports are you know so important. Is you know you, you can only dwell on a, a loss for so long. You can only win 
you can only dwell on a, or, you know, be so high for a win for so long. And um, I think that that's so cool uh, about um, team sports. I love each of those concepts you took. You can put it in any field, business, personal, and all those will relate. Accountability, being on time. You don't want to be late to an interview for a job or anything, but especially you don't want to be late for a a game because you're not going to be on that starting lineup. So a lot of those things you took or said, they matter in all different areas of life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, And I mean, there's just so much like leadership qualities too that you can grab from it. And that, that, that goes a long ways. And, um, uh, you know, I always like to be a leader of the team and, um, and just try to, you know, bring the team together. It didn't, I didn't care if you're on the first line or the fourth line or made millions or made, you know, thousands. Like I just wanted everyone to, you know, be a part of the team and felt like it's a tight knit locker room. And, um, I think over the, my, you know, 11 years of pro hockey, I, I was in a lot of, I was, I was fortunate enough to be in a lot of good locker rooms that, you know, I, I felt like I was able to, you know, be a good uh, leader in. And um, obviously earlier years, I, I had some good leaders to look up to, but um, yeah, I, I think, you know, leadership qualities and accountability. And um, I mean, those are, those are, um, those are uh, attributes you can use in sports and, and in other areas of your life for sure. Was there a position at a young age that you started that you wanted to play in hockey or did you not matter what position you were at? Um, yeah, it didn't really matter. Um, I started as a forward um, and I, I actually scored some goals when I was like in mites and squirts. And um, I think, you know, once I got to peewees, I would say my first year peewees that weren't my, my coach told me, Hey, we're going to move you back to defense. And, you know, just kind of stuck with it. I, I liked uh, being able to read the play and, you know, move the puck in the right spots. And, um, and I, I don't know, I, I, I think it's important at a young age just to, you know, be multi-positional. Um, you know, so many kids are like, you know, sad if you put them at defense. I'm like, well, you never know. Like you, you, you gotta be good at all these and at forward and D and, um, you know, even try goalie, you know, like some, when you're in mites, you might as well try it. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you really like it, you know, try to run with it. If not, then, you know, get back out and, you know, try scoring goals or, you know, being a good defender. But, um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed, you know, doing, doing both. With your brother and dad playing hockey, did you feel pressure to get involved with it or have, did they have expectations for you as being the next generation or the next one to compete? Um, I think I, I, it was just, I, I started so dang early that I, I, I guess I didn't even feel the pressure, which maybe I was just oblivious to it. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, think my dad really pushed me too hard into one sport or the other. Um, but I, I just loved hockey uh, just that you is so physical and competitive and it, it just got your juices flowing. And, and I loved, like, like I said, I love tackling people in football. I loved, you know, checking people in hockey. I loved getting hit in hockey, which is weird to say, but <laughs> uh, like, uh, like, you know, the first shift of every game, you know, you, you want to throw a hit or be hit. And I, you know, I, that was my key is it's like, it got me involved in the game. It got me, you know, awake and got my legs going. And um, there's just so much stuff that I, I thoroughly enjoyed about hockey that um, it just kind of stuck. And, 
um, I don't know, maybe it was the sport where that I, you know, had a chance to, you know, play higher up. I don't know, but um, it, it's just uh, one of one of the, one of the great things about you know being in Minnesota. All my all my neighbors were doing it, and so maybe it wasn't even pressure from my brother or my dad. Maybe it was more just like I had all my best friends doing it, and we'd you know, bike to the outdoor rinks. And like I said, we, you know, we'd bring a bag lunch out there with us and we wouldn't come home until, you know, it was dinner time and out there just for hours, just being rink rats. You talked about earlier about some influencers or people that inspired you. Who were those types of people in your life? Um, well, I think my, my, I mean, it's so easy to say my brother, my dad, I mean, my dad coached me a lot of, a lot of years growing up. He, uh, He's very influential on um, just uh, someone so good to look up to. You know, he had a you know great marriage. He's married to my mom still. They've been married for uh, you know almost, I think forty years. Um, my brother as well. He's um, you know and, and and they're just faith first kind of people that uh, you know were positive and you know wanted to live a life um, like Jesus and and, and that 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 was just in our house, you know, being a, you know, a good Christian, um, when you're off the ice and then, you know, being able to flip the switch when you get onto the ice to turn into, you know, a, a mean SOB and then flip it off when you do, when you get back off, you know, my dad taught me that. And, um, but there was a lot of other people along the way. I, I, I had such good friends out in Elk River that, you know, like Grant, Grant Hennington and Dave Tokar were my two best friends, great guys that, um, you know, just kind of, shared values shared views um you know wanted to do well in school wanted to get their workouts done before going and you know playing beach volleyball or whatever it was like there's you know so many people along the way that uh you know had had an effect on you know me as a person and um some other guys that um some nhl players that came from my hometown elk river minnesota was um dan hineout and paul martin there's two solid um very uh very good guys that literally would like take their shirt off their back and give it to you if you needed it and um very humble very kind guys that um I looked up to and they kind of took me under their wing when I was in high school and juniors and college like guys I really looked up to and um great guys was hockey always the go-to as a career for you or did you ever have that fun dream job of something different um, I didn't even know I could make a career of it. I like, I was a late bloomer. I got kind of got overlooked all my life. I, I think, um, the triple, the top triple A teams I never made. I didn't make select teams. Um, I wasn't drafted. Um, I wasn't a heavily sought after college, um, uh, to get into universities or anything like that. Um, so even when I was, at USHL in Sioux Falls and then going to CC for four years from 20 to 24. I didn't know what was going to happen after that. I obviously my dream was to, you know, get a college scholarship and play in the WCHA and then kind of where it goes from there was just going to be icing on the cake. But um, I just kept improving. I think from, I hit a growth spurt at about 17, 16, 17, I, I grew a foot in one year. And from seven, 17, yeah, I was a little, little shrimp before that. I was like five, two. And my dad feared for my life. Like, so we'd go play these out of town tournaments and Brandon, Manitoba or, 
uh, Detroit. And, you know, I was playing against guys that were shaving their face and had a chest <laughs> hair. I'm just like a little runt out there just trying to survive. Um, but I, so I grew a foot um, between my sophomore or right around my sophomore year. And I, you know, went from like five two to six two. And um, from 17 to 24 is kind of some just very important years for my development. I kind of just grew into my man body and got faster and um, stronger and created a better shot and all that kind of stuff. And um, I just I, I didn't even really focus on like, oh, my gosh, like my goal is just to, you know, you know, get the NHL, get the NHL. No, I was just kind of, you know, just taking it day by day and just enjoying the ride and you know, making sure I was, you know, focusing in on school and getting good grades at, you know, in high school and at Colorado College and getting my degree. And then um, just kind of, you know, it's kind of seeing where it, where it took me. And um, I did go to some development camps, um, with NHL development camps after my sophomore year, after my junior year, um, like the Blues and the Islanders and the Wild. Um you know, and those were very important for me just to kind of see where I stacked up. And because, again, like I had no idea, like, uh, am I just out of my league and just going to play out my college career and, you know, go get into the business world? I didn't really know. But um, I, I, I was able to kind of see where I stacked up against the first and second rounders of every team, and, you know, all their prospects at these development camps. And, you know, I, I felt like I kind of fit right in. So. That kind of got in my head a little bit, like, okay, maybe. But even still, I went back to Colorado College. I'm like, okay, I'm here, and I'm just going to, you know, continue to develop and, you know, just have fun, have a smile on my face every time I went into the rink and enjoyed the game. And, um, again, I just – my game just kind of just kept kept, uh, kept going, kept increasing and getting better um, year in, year out for, for those years. With college, it's usually a time where people find you – passions or new things that they didn't face before did hockey kind of take over your life where it kind of didn't give you that personal life in a way it was more focusing on the task at hand enjoying playing hockey because that was something you loved doing but did that deteriorate any way like that in college you're asking yeah yeah I'd say a little bit um I mean, that's a great question. No one's really asked me that before, but I, I would say it did. I, I think um, it was a small uh, college um, down in Colorado Springs, um, probably 2,000 students, and there was 25 players on the hockey team. I, I basically, those were my only friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's hard to really, um, in, you know, soak yourself into the college experience when, you know, you're, you're, you're playing in the WCHA and you're going to play Wisconsin on the weekend or something. Okay. Like what's your focus on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Well, it's okay. Having a good practice and getting a good workout in and hanging with those 25 guys. So, I mean, you really get tight with those 25 guys, but as far as like branching out and, you know, you know, experiencing, you know, college and everything that you can experience in it. um, I would say, that uh you know i i agree that you know it's uh it's something that you know as a college hockey player you know what what are you what are you there for are you Mm -hmm. you know you you know you you want to get better in your sport but 
you also got to, you know, focus in on school and getting good grades and, you know, maintaining um, a good ERA or, um, um, GPA? Um, yeah, GPA. Yeah. <laughs> like ERA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're talking MLB now. Um, but yeah, 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 for sure. Especially for me being an outsider who didn't play sports in college, I can see that with athletes where they're so focused on the sport, where it's school, sports, practice. That's the, basically yeah. the same pattern. And so they have a hard time branching out. But you, based on what you were saying, you loved what you were doing. Hockey was a big part of your life. You enjoyed it. You still yeah. had that mindset on, I have to do good in school, but I still want to do good on the ice. And yeah. so you still built that bond with the players. It's not like yeah. you were just on the ice and like, I'm not going to become friends with no one. Cause I don't yeah, know. Else. No, no. And that, that that's not good for anybody. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, um, it's important to get close with, with friends yeah. and have, you know, close, uh, relationships and like I said earlier is like I love being a part of the locker room that's what I miss the most right now is just kind of being around the guys and being you know telling stories and you know getting in the hot tub and you know just kind of hanging with the guys and um that that's that's kind of stuff that you know lives on forever in my mind but um you know it's definitely a balancing act when you are in college because um like I said you you you're there for school you want to do well um and 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 be a part of the the, the college experience but um you're you're not gonna you know go hang with a bunch of non-athletes all the time and yeah. go drink in and you know getting out of your you know routine and um not be prepared for you know the weekend of games you know so um i think especially where I was, we, we, those 25 guys, we were so tight. And uh, it, that that was uh, something I, I remember the most. So before going into the NHL, did you have a dream team that you wanted to be hopefully playing for? Um, I mean, what's crazy is I, I, I might have signed with them, you know, just the hometown team. You know, I, I – the wild came around in 2000 and I was 14 years old and my dad used to bring me down to a few games out in the XL energy center. I mean, it was super expensive. So we didn't go to a ton, but I remember going down to, you know, a handful of games and um, just love the field, the XL energy center and, you know, the, the, the wild team that, you know, they made a run into the Western conference finals one season and um, like, I think beat the ducks or something. And, maybe the avalanche. Yeah. I think the avalanche and it was just, it kind of brought everyone a little closer to the wild. I think that one kind of magical season and that me included. And, um, I would say them. And, um, for some reason I love Patrick Waugh growing up. So I had a Montreal Canadians Jersey and then I, you know, he moved, went to the avalanche and I love the avalanche. So I don't know any, <laughs> there, there really wasn't a, a, Oh my gosh, like I would do anything to play for them. I was, <laughs> Again, I was just like, I was undrafted. I'm just like, if I get my opportunity, uh, you know, whoever it's with, it could be with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Like, I'm going to you know, love life, you know, doing that. Talk about signing that first contract. You are now, you made it. What was that feeling like for you? Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty exciting moment. Um, Brett, you're in the background. <laughs> <All good. laughs> um so 
my senior year got um we were in playoffs uh against umd bulldogs up in duluth at the deck and we lost friday night one saturday night so is a is uh, a sunday game to to advance or be done so it was a really close game i think it was like a 3-2 game we lost so our season is over and instead of flying back with my team to Colorado Springs, my family advisor was in town up in Duluth. And he's like, Hey, Nate, like, you know, there's some interest here. Instead of going back with your team, come back down to the Twin Cities with me. And we, we got some things to dis- discuss. And I'm like, Okay, like, I don't even really know what that means. Again, like, I'm pretty oblivious. Like, I'm undrafted. Like, am I going to go somewhere right now? Or am I, you know, signing something for the future? Am I going to go to the AHL? Like, I, I, I didn't really know. So, I go with them down there and um, being undrafted, you um, you get to see kind of who's interested. So there happened to be five or six teams that are interested. So we, you know, wrote down the five teams, went down up through all their depth charts, seeing where their draft picks were at. Like, are they in juniors? Are they in college? Are they, you know, in AHL? Like wherever they're at, like we got to, we got to know that and kind of feel out maybe the best route for me to get to the NHL and, um, just so happened that Minnesota was there, you know, one of those, you know, six teams and like, oh man, like how cool is this? And, um, and then, you know, they agreed, like, instead of going down to the AHL, we'll just keep you up for this last, you know, month, month and a half. And you, we're not going to guarantee any games, but you're going to practice with the team. You're going to get to know the players, the coaches, the staff, you know, just kind of soak up what being a, NHL pro hockey players all about right out of the shoot. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, are you kidding me? Of course. Like I, I couldn't sign it fast enough. So, um, sign that I go, I fly to Nashville. I think they're on a trip from Nashville to Columbus and I meet them on that one. And just, I mean, it's such a whirlwind. I, I mean, I, just being in the locker room with like Koivu and Burnett and guys like that, that guys I, I watched and kind of, you know, grew up idolizing. Um, I'm in the locker room with, you know, I get to practice with these guys. I get to, you know, you know, create friendships and bonds with these guys. I get to hang with them. I get to practice with them. I get to slash them in practice. I get to, you know, <laughs> you know, shoot from the blue lines and ha- have them tip the pucks. And um, it, it, that was such a valuable experience, but not only that, um, just got, got the opportunity the last three games of the year, three defensemen get hurt. Well, all of a sudden my coach, Todd Richards comes up to me at morning skate in Edmonton. He's like, Nate, you ready to go tonight? I'm like, hey, I'm ready to get on the bus. Like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, no, you're, you're playing tonight. <laughs> like, so, you know, just kind of a whirlwind day. My first NHL games, you know, basically just getting done with college, you know, my senior year and, um, playing Edmonton. Two nights later, play in Calgary. Then a couple nights later at the XL Energy Center versus uh, Dallas. So I finished that year with, you know, playing three NHL games and just kind of getting on the management's radar was was the biggest key for me there. And um, what a whirlwind, but it was so much fun, especially that first game I got to play, putting that jersey over my head. And it was, you know, I remember it like it was like a couple hours ago. Like it was so much fun and um, you know, I don't remember much about the game, but I do remember getting assist, um, on Brunette's goal. Um, and you know, I, I, I th- you know, played pretty well those last three games of the season and, um, you know, moving forward, I think that was, that was very important for my career is just kind of 
letting them know that, you know, there's going to be someone, you know, basically a prospect that's going to be ready to go, you know, in the near future. With those three games and that short amount of time you were with the team, what is the biggest thing you learned from being with them? Um, man, the, the strength and the skill level just, you know, jumped up a whole nother few notches, you know, every step it, it jumps up, but this one was like, you know, kind of just the the craziest, obviously. I mean, the, the skill level on in the NHL is out of this world. I mean, there's a few guys on every team that probably need their own league. They don't even, you know, belong in the NHL. Um, but, uh, you know, just, you know, feeling the strength of guys in front of the net and, you know, trying to box guys out and, you know, pushing guys in the corners. I, I you know, I knew there's areas that I still needed to get stronger at and, you know, um, uh, but it, it mainly just got in my head that, you know, I'm not far off, you know, I, I played well in these three games. Um, you know, let's have a good summer. Let's have a good next training camp. You know, let's, let's, let's see where I can take this. And, um, you know, again, just my, you know, because I enjoyed the game so much and I loved it and, you know, went to the rink with a smile on my face and a good attitude each and every day. I think my game just continued to develop because I loved being, being in it and being there. And, um, it's such an attitude thing for me. And, um, and, and, you know, it's so cliche to say, but, you know, work ethic, you know, I, I love putting in the work and even growing up, uh, you know, I, I had the internal drive that, um, if if all these guys on the you know higher triple a team are you know shooting 100 pucks well i'm gonna shoot 200 pucks you know Mm -hmm. if if coaches are telling me i'm too slow or you know not a good enough skater well i was out on the track by myself doing sprints and plyometrics and ladder work you know like i i had that inner drive in me that you know you know came kind of came at a young age but um uh, you know it it definitely kind of just stuck with me throughout that you know helped me help me get there is there a season with the wild that is a memorable one or a moment or accomplishment that you are proud of during your time with them? Um, I'm proud. I was able to, you know, play for all the years I did, you know, I played eight years, you know, mainly all with the wild. Um, I, you know, after those three games, I went to training camp, and got sent down out of camp and I played that full season in Houston for the Houston arrows in the AHL. And I'm like, okay, is, is am I going to play just a couple of years in the minors now and just be done? Like I didn't I, kind of oblivious again, you know, I've said that a few times here. Like, I don't know, like, it, it, like where am I at my career? Like I was, you know, 24, 25 at the time. Okay. Like, am I just going to be, you know, a couple of years in the, in the minors and just that's that. And I'll, you know, I'd still say that awesome. Like, I, you know, I'm super happy with my career at that moment, you know? Um, but uh, I, I just thought that, uh, you know, playing those three games, you know, going to the minors and having a good season down there. Um, I think that all just kind of, you know, helped me in, in my journey of, of hockey that, you know, I was able to, you know, get a one-way contract the next season. Like that's a huge accomplishment for me. Like, I, you know, I didn't get too many one ways, but it was a two-year one way, and um, that means you, you, you basically you're in the NHL. And you know, just kind of having that security was, you know, so much 
fun and so cool for my my family and you know being able to play in Minnesota for eight years like I think my dad and my parents and my brother and sister and my wife and my you know a lot of my kids were at every game you know like what what an experience like it, like I'm so thankful and blessed to be able to say that I've been able to play for the hometown team for you know eight years is 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 pretty nuts. Did you ever get nervous about getting traded? We t- in like with if someone looked up your stats, you went to other teams, but was that ever a concern? Or if you got that opportunity to play with new teammates or new players, new location, it's still being playing in the NHL. So you're still happy doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't ever say I was nervous about it. Um, you know, I, I was put on waivers twice, both times I was in St. Louis and both times I got claimed back by Minnesota. So I, I mean, it was somewhat like traded, but like, I know the first time I signed there in like 2014 or 15 and got sent or got put on waivers right out of camp, got claimed back by Minnesota. A couple of years later, I signed with them again and I stayed with the team because Jay Bowmeister was hurt out of camp. So I was like their number seven defenseman all the way until like Thanksgiving and then they put me on waivers and Minnesota claimed me back. So, I mean, it was kind of like somewhat of a trade, I guess you can say, but um, no, I, I don't think I was ever too nervous. You know, I think I was um, pretty secure in my spot. You know, I was always signed as a number seven defenseman for Minnesota. And, you know, in my mind, I'm just like, I just embraced that role. I knew I was playing behind Ryan Suter and Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodeen and Matt Dumba. I always knew like, okay, if my time is going to, you know, play 10 or 12 minutes each and every game i'm gonna make them the best 10 or 12 minutes of of anybody on the ice and they're gonna be the hardest working and people are gonna notice that and um you know i'm not gonna skip a beat if i'm in the press box for three or four weeks and then get in for two games and then back in the press box for another week and then back in you know like that was kind of my my lot uh in life for my career so i just i just kind of embraced it and um you know i got good advice uh early in my career down in the minors guys would tell me like you know if you're gonna get your chance to play in the nhl it's what you do to stay in the nhl and yep. you know and, and do whatever you can to stay in the nhl so that that was on my mind all the time it was just like all right how how can i create a role in a in a um to to just do my job well enough just to you know make my nhl time last as long as it can I guess the calling was the wild because anytime some you went to another team, the wilds were always bringing you back. So I guess Minnesota is always your home anytime you were in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Like, especially that second time when it, you know, it was around more like Thanksgiving. I, I know they were kind of struggling. Um, they were in need of, you know, just that kind of depth defenseman that, you know, play, could shut down and, you know, penalty kill like and so they're happy to get me back and I, I come back in the locker room carrying my bag in and just guys are all pumped up to have me back give me hugs and my locker was in the same spot it was like I never left so it was, I don't know it's just like honestly I remember that day like it was yesterday too it was such a cool moment for me in my career and um but yeah no it was it, it was mainly Mike Yo uh, Mike Yo and Chuck Fletcher were kind of the two guys that um uh, I always knew what I was going to bring on and off the ice. So they knew they could, you know, sit me for periods of times and they could throw me in a- against the avalanche, a tough game that they're on a five game win streak. We're on a three game lo- losing streak. Like we need to bounce out of this. 
like they never kind of stressed about um, putting me in because they knew what I would bring. And um, so I, I, I love that those guys always had my back and I kind of, you know, almost followed those guys wherever they went. So, you know, Mike went to St. Louis and that's when I signed down there twice. And then they both went out to Philadelphia and that's when I signed out there for a two-year deal too. So um, those two guys are awesome. If anyone looks you up on YouTube, usually they're finding clips of you fighting a lot. And you talked about earlier that you liked getting hit, you liked to check and things like that. You liked that kind of aggressive side. Was that kind of your style that you wanted to portray in when playing games? Like you wanted to be that tough person, helping out the team any way you can, making sure the plays were going well. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um Again, like I told you, like my dad always taught me, you got to be able to flip a switch. You know, when you get on the ice, flip a switch, turn in that mean SOB that, you know, plays with some gravel on his breezers. Yeah. And then once you get off the ice, flip it back and turn in that nice husband, brother, son, friend, teammate, and, you know, call your grandma and tell her you love her, you know, type of deal. And um, I, I always knew, like, my game – I always perform better. My legs are always going a little bit more when I was more engaged in a game. And for me to be engaged, um, like I said earlier, like I only played, you know, 10 or 12 minutes a game because, you know, we had a solid, you know, top four defensemen that, you know, needed to play a lot of minutes. You know, Ryan Suter was playing near almost 30 minutes a game. And um, so I knew, you know, 10 or 12 minutes. Okay. Well, how am I going to stay into it mentally and physically? Mm-hmm those 10 or 12 minutes well i need to be chirping i need to be you know uh, you know being in, in, engaged in physical altercations in front of the net you know face washing need to be physical you know putting my body on the line blocking shots and hitting guys and taking hits and you know just doing what i can to you know almost create some energy on the bench and you know just build guys up that way and um you know hopefully you guys saw that and you know kind of followed along as far as you know making making plays to, you know, taking hits to make plays. When did you realize that your career was coming to an end? Did you kind of have that feeling like I'm ready for that next chapter or what was going through your mind during that time? Um, well, my last year out in Philadelphia, it was the COVID year. So the year didn't start till January and went January to June. So it was kind of a shortened season. And they had the, like the taxi squad stuff going on. And I was on the taxi squad mainly the whole year, you know, got some games with the flyers. Um, but I, because of the shortened season, I went out there by myself and my wife stayed in Minnesota with the four girls and just kind of got hard. The, the, the whole situation was, um, I guess a little sticky, you know, she was calling and, you know, saying, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, and obviously it, it was, it was, it was hard on me. And, um, uh, you know, she, she, she even said like, I, I, I know how Britney Spears buzzed her head, you know, like, I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, like, make sure I don't come home to a buzz head wife. Like, please don't do that. But, um, no, it, uh, I think just that, that moment, uh, and that year was just so hard on us as a family. We always did did it together. She always came with me with the kids and um, we always kind of stayed together as a family. You know, whenever we, you know, went to uh, St. Louis or we went out to Allentown or, um, you know, we, we 
we're a tight knit family that yeah. loved to do it together. And, um, you know, doing that one apart was just kind of hard. And then, you know, just my kids, they're all starting to get older. Um, it's easy to move your kids when they're three or four or five years old, you know, like yeah. every kid's a new kid in preschool, you know, there's, there's no, there's no popular kids or no <laughs> clicks, you know, like everyone's, everyone's a new kid in, in kindergarten. So, um, you know, as, as my kids got a little older, they, you know, they're, you know, you know, loved being in sports and, you know, being in their school and being a part of, you know, their, you know, their, their, their neighborhood and um, just got a little harder on them. So it just made me realize that, uh, you know, it's, it's getting close and, you know, that, that decision never, never, never comes lightly for any athlete, but um, I, I just um, was kind of almost ready for it during that year. When you reflect on the years that you played, are you happy with what you were able to do and saying that I got to live out that dream of playing in the NHL and being on the ice with a pro team and things like that? Oh my gosh, without a doubt. Like I, uh, it, I, 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 I don't know. I, I really can't, like, I, it was such a God thing. You know, there are so many, uh, you know, looking back now how, you know, he opened doors in certain spots and closed them in others and, um, you know, helped me stay healthy throughout my, my, my career. I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I always had hockey in a good spot in my life. Um, but, um, just to be able to live up my dream and play in the NHL for that long, you know, 360 games and 25 in the playoff, like those playoff games were so like out of this world fun. Um, so I, you know, looking back at my career, there's, there's zero regrets and, there's there's nothing in me that's like oh man I, I wish I would have given it a little bit more I you know I laid it all on the line um I I put out every ounce of uh um skill talent all that on the ice and in in the weight room and um you know am I, am I glad it's it's over like I I love being a dad now I love coaching my kids I have four daughters three of them play hockey now and you know I was never able to coach your stuff so you know just being able to take them to soccer and, you know, take them to their hockey games. We were just up at an out of town tournament this weekend. Super fun. So um, just love being a dad now. You kind of answered my next question with the transition into post NHL, but you talked about being a father. What has yeah. being a father taught you about yourself? Um, that, um, I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, you know, I have four daughters. Like, I don't know. I just kind of funny how I always been able to get a boy, you know, like, <laughs> but like, but like I, I always dreamed of like before I started having kids, like, okay, like I'm going to teach my, my son how to swing a golf club and how to throw a football and um, how to, you know, take a slap shot. But, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for me. I think, you know, God must've been laughing at me when I was, when I was <laughs> so um, no, I just, I just love it on these girls and get them, get them time. Like that's all kids want from you. They, they don't, they don't want material things. You know, I'll, I'll bring them home toys or candy from road trips. They don't, that, that, that ends up on the floor that all they want is me to, for, you know, me to be rolling around with them on the trampoline or taking them for bike rides or, you know, you know, shooting pucks with them or whatever it might be like, you know, kids need their, need your time. And, uh, it's something that, you know, I'm realizing more and more now is like how important it is and, um, you know, just loving on them and, you know, being a part of their days. 
at least you get to show your passion with hockey with them enjoying the sport with women's hockey is increasing in the popularity of it's growing yeah (laughs) i just don't know if i'm overdoing it that's the only thing (laughs) i feel like i'm coaching them every time they come back to the bench like you know i i don't know i just i want my girls to have the drive that i had and you know that that that's probably you know, asking too much. I don't really know, but like, it's, it's fun to, you know, be on the bench and, you know, this, you know, opening the gate. And like I said, I'm, you know, trying to teach them the little things of, you know, hockey, but you know, they're still at such young ages that, you know, I, it's hard to even teach them positions. It's more just about teaching them, you know, have a work ethic and, you know, look athletic on the ice, you know, like. Especially at that age, they just need to have fun. Enjoy And yeah, I think yeah. sometimes we see if other sports, the parents get very competitive. It's like, you you, you need to get a scholarship. They're seven. Yeah. They're not thinking yeah. about a scholarship yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not other sports. That's hockey, too. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's gotten crazy. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely about the fun. And, um, you know, like I said, there there's so much to learn, you know, just being a team sport. I, I'm not forcing them into hockey. I tell them pretty much every night when I, when I pray with them, like, Hey, like don't play hockey because I did, you know, like mm-hmm. mom played basketball. If you want to play basketball, let, let's get you in basketball. You know, I just, it, just, you know, be active, you know, and uh, you know, that's all about, you know, growing up and, you know, being a kid, you know. Earlier in the episode, you talked about missing the locker room or that kind of feel of being with a team, but your podcast, you kind of stay involved with hockey. How did you yeah. get created with that? Yeah, um, I thought of the idea um, probably two years ago. Um, well, first off, I saw that, like the Wild, they really don't have an alumni program. So I, it just kind of got me thinking about like, okay, what are these guys that I used to go watch? What are they up to these days? Like we, I, I had no idea like what, uh, you know, some, some of these old, some of my old teammates and even some of the guys that I didn't play with but are, you know, you know, who knows where they're at or what they're doing. And the transition's hard. Like, I think you've said that, like, um, being an athlete, I mean, you don't even need to transition from athlete to real world. It could be really anything. Like, a transition in life is kind of hard. Um, yeah. But um, specifically, you know, being an athlete and focusing in on a sport for, you know, I retired at 35. It's kind of all I've ever known. Like, so now the transition comes. And um, I just wanted to try to find a way to, you know, talk with these guys about, you know, their transitions and what they're up to. And, you know, uh, are they enjoying it? Uh, Are they a dad? Are they coaching? Are they, you know, like, what are their kids interests and, you know, what are their interests now? And so um, it's been fun. It's, it's, it's just very conversational. Um, Like we're in the locker room and that's what I wanted. It's like, you know, before we go on the ice for morning skate, we're just kind of, you know, shooting the crap and talking about, uh, you know, their, their kids and their wife and, you know, kind of where they're at. So um, it, it's just been fun. Yeah. It's called the Prost box it's, and it's me and my brother. And that's the other thing that's super cool about it is, you know, me and my brothers have had me and my brother have had such a good relationship for so long that, you know, it's just, you know, fun doing it with him. Um, Cause he's a good personality, funny guy that, you know, can, you know, make things light. You don't have to say the specific person, but when you're doing episodes, has there ever been a story you heard from like a teammate or someone that you've watched that's like, I would never have known this or I'm shocked by this? Um, well, 
I did a episode with Casey Wellman and he's uh he he's a f- college free agent signing from the wild um right before I did. He went to UMass and then signed with the wild and stayed up like I did. Um he kind of gave me the idea of, you know, how to you know, design the contract in that in that fashion, I guess you can say. And he Played here and then played for Washington, played, you know, in the minors for a little while and then went over to, to Russia to the KHL. And some of these KHL stories are he told some and it's like it, they're really unbelievable. I mean, it's really like out of a movie, just some of the some of the stories that he told. So, uh, you know, it, I, I would encourage you to go you know, check them out there later in the episode or something. I'm not exactly sure, but. He uh, just told some stories of, you know, having to drive across town to a bank and they didn't do direct deposit. So he had oh, to like wow. get, you know, a hundred grand in cash of rubles and, you know, and, you know, transport it over to this bank or something. And, you know, just, it, it felt like, it felt like he was like explaining a movie scene and, <laughs> you know, he's like getting chased and like looking over his shoulder, like as he's sitting in traffic and I mean, just craziness is there any goals that you have for yourself in the next few years both personally and professionally um well i just joined a um um a private equity group here in in the twin cities area um called true north um a great leader um great um boss as brian slipka is his name um very faith-driven man um that um is a big giver um he he wants to you know judge his companies by how much they can give each each year mm-hmm. how much you know profits you can pull in and how quick we can you know build this company or that company you know he he's a big giver and i love that uh, about him and um so he you know just purchased a a a, a bigger company and he wants me to you know kind of almost be his boots on the ground there. And, you know, it's it's a good transition for me to, you know, kind of get soaked back into the business world and learn, um, you know, leadership and down there and um, how to look at a balance statement and um, uh, profits and losses and, you know, just stuff that, you know, I, I learned when I was in college, but that was, you know, how many years, like 15 years ago. So (laughs) it's more just, you know, kind of, uh, a learning phase and growing and um, I'm, I'm loving it right now, but that that's been, that's been great. I've been a part of that for um, only like two months now. So basically like I'm a wow. rookie, you know, just, just being a sponge and um, enjoying that. But um, you know, more so just, you know, like I said, just being a dad and um, giving my kids my time. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, our, our, me and my wife's heads are spinning with how much activities our kids are in. And, you know, there's four of them. So it's like, you know, we're high five and as we're, you know, going uh, different directions and, um, but it's just kind of chaos and just, just embracing it and, and letting them be kids and, um, uh, and I don't know, just trying to be the, the, the faith driven father of the household that, you know, my kids can look up to. The final question I'll ask you for someone that's listening to this interview based on your journey and experience, what tips or advice would you give them to overcome obstacles, accomplish their goals and rise to the challenge? Um, I mean, I think a lot of that is mindset. Um, you gotta be driven. You gotta be hardworking. You gotta have a good, good attitude. I mean, it's all like, it's all cliche stuff, but it's so true. Like, 
how many how many times do you want to you know look up to somebody you know as a leader and you know you want to see them you know be the be the guy that's you know you know being the hardest working guy you know whether it's in business or sports or wherever you know he it's the guy that's you know the first one there the last one to leave the you know the the positive guy that everyone likes to be around um and he isn't fake and um just a great leader someone to look up to and um yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of attributes that you look for in those but a lot of it's uh is your mindset and um you know making sure that you're waking up each and every day and being thankful for, you know, another day of life and, you know, enjoying that day because every, every day is a gift from God and um, be, be excited that, you know, you're, you're, you're alive. You're in, you're in a great country in America and, and that, uh, you know, life's, life's pretty good. Well, Nate, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your rise to the challenge. You're inspiring so many people and we're excited to see what the future looks like for you. Thanks a lot, Alex. Thanks for having me on. Tune in next time to hear my next guest talk about their rise to the challenge. Remember to follow and subscribe on all major audio platforms and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to the full-length episode and video format. What path do you take to accomplish your goals? You decide.